All right, well, welcome to Radio Drama Revival. We are reporting live here from Convergence, uh, where uh, we have just announced the winners, the War of the Worlds 75th anniversary. Um, I was one of the judges. I'm along with two of the other judges. We have uh, Matthew Boudreaux. Hi, I'm Matthew Boudreaux from Oral Stage Studios. And we also have Craig Pinseth. I'm Craig Pinseth with Convergence. And uh, uh, so briefly before we announce the winners, um, Craig, this was kind of your idea. Do you want to talk about why, uh, you know, a little bit about how this came about? Well, I was talking with my wife one day and was mentioning that it was coming up on the 75th anniversary and it was actually her idea to say, well, why don't you do a contest? And uh, I know you contacted Matthew. Yes, and I actually roped Fred into this. Uh, uh, Craig contacted me early on and said, you know, the 75th anniversary is coming up. we got Convergence and we probably should do like an audio drama based thing. And I said, yeah, so I'll, I'll jump on with both feet. And uh, my sponsors from Isotopes uh, joined uh, and were very generous, gave, giving us three prizes. They gave us uh, Ozone 5, Iris and RX2. Uh, uh, as prizes to give to the winners. Excellent. Yeah, and and I I pulled together the Radio Drum Revival side. I know we've we've played promos here on the show. You've heard about it, and if you're a listener, you might be getting sick of hearing about it because it's kind of more geared towards producers. Uh, but I did go back and uh, contacted a lot of producers who had submitted to work to Radio Drum Revival over the years, uh, people who have been featured on Radio Drum Revival as well as those who have not. And uh, we, I, I was quite satisfied with the results. We got what somewhere close to nine entries, Craig. Well, we got ten. Um, probably the rule that people had the hardest time fitting up was the 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to compress the story down that far. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, any opening remarks before we go into the, the winners, Matthew, just in terms of, of, of what you thought of, of all the, the works? Uh, all of the works pro uh, provided an original perspective on the view. I was, I was actually kind of afraid coming into this that we were going to get a lot of rehashes of the original War of the Worlds that were just telling that same story over and over and over again in the same way that it was already done, but we didn't. We actually got a lot of people who approached with fresh new material and, and came at it from a, a unique vision of the War of the Worlds trope. Yeah, yeah, and I, I was impressed. There, there's uh, none really, really used that gimmick of the the radio broadcast. Really, um, one one used it in a very innovative way. But there were none that were just you know kind of the retelling of the of the script. They all did different things than that. Um, starting with our third place winner, uh, the re-fertilization of Weed Planet 1313 by Ron Newton. Weed Planet 313. Weed Planet 313. Yes. yes. And let's get right into that. Winner, third place winner of the World World 75th anniversary. The Refertilization of the Weed Planet 313 by Ron John. Based on War of the Worlds. Fertilization for Planet 313. Constructed right here on Earth, the man-made carbonaceous meteor pod, Carb 6, comes with its own tripod, making it the tool of choice for interplanetary refertilization. The Carb 6 meteor pod is rich in water and suitable organic compounds. Plants need carbon. Plants need water. 
essential building blocks for refertilization of the weed planet 313. Current status of planet 313 is unpopulated. This has been a summary of refertilization for planet 313. for human habitability. Preparatory steps of Planet 313 for human habitability. Preparatory steps of Planet 313 for human habitability. Step 1. Step 1. Preparatory steps of Planet 313 for human habitability. Step 1. Tripods will erase the planet's current vegetation using global organic herbicide. Step 2. Tripods will set negative ion generators at strategic global locations to cleanse the air. Step 3. Carb-6 meteor pods will self-destruct and scatter to enrich the planet's soil with carbon and water in preparation for global refertilization. These are the preparatory steps of Planet 313 for human habitability. to Earth home base from Planet 313 by Commander Elliot Brood. Communicate 1. We have arrived. The Carb-6 army is cooling within the planet's upper strata. Communicate 2. The Carb-6 army is coordinated planet-wide to emerge from the craters at 0800 hours. Communique 3. Tripods are drilling out and will emerge simultaneously planet-wide. Communique 4. Tripods have begun advanced weeding sequence. Spraying in wide arcs for maximum destruction. Communique 5. Urgent report. The planet is not unpopulated as previously thought. The weeds are the population. Repeat. The weeds are the population. They live and walk. And even within the confines of our tripods, we can hear their cries of pain and terror as they wither and fall in their millions. 
question to Earth home base. Must we continue with such wholesale slaughter? All tripodonauts over this entire world are reticent to destroy the lives of such harmless, simple life forms. Answer from Earth home base. Proceed as planned. Proceed as planned. Communique 6. The poisoning of Planet 313 continues as scheduled. Tripodonauts are unhappy, but persist with mass annihilation. There is a real sense of killing entire families, whole generations. There is a definite agreement between us all that these life forms do have personalities. Communique 7. Urgent report. The tripods have been infected. Breathing is becoming an issue. According to our science teams, nano-sized insects from the planet's soil have invaded the tripods and have accessed our lungs. These Microbugs are protecting their home, their soil, and its inhabitants. The infection produces liquefaction of tripodinaut lungs. They are literally turning to jelly. Communique 8. I've lost contact with almost all other tripods on this world. Fear there are only a few of us left. Communique 9. <laughs> we are alone. Repeat. We are alone. Communique 10. Every breath we take bubbles within our chests. Our tripod remains static. Cannot move. Planet 313 remains populated. Indigenous vegetative life forms have surrounded Tripod. Request to Earth home base. Send our love to our families and friends back home. On Earth, tell them, tell them we were only f following orders.
outcome of refertilization for planet 313. Future plans for human habitation on this planet have been cancelled. Recommendations for next objective. Quadrant NQ1, Pisces, Andromeda, Cassiopeia, Triangulum, Aries, Perseus, Taurus, Orion. Decision, Orion Nebula, target Earth-like world, HR1010, containing primitive life, atmosphere suitable. Commence launch sequence of CARB-6 meteor pods for refertilization of planet HR-1010. This has been The Refertilization of the Weed Planet 313 by Ron John Based on War of the Worlds Refertilization uh, incomplete but a story goes on. Let's talk about what we liked about that piece starting with you Craig. Well it was just a totally different perspective. It was the sort of thing I hoped for when I originally thought of this is let's get some something that wasn't the same old story, but the same story. I mean, and this is from the present point of view of the invaders. And the mood and the music just, it was fresh, different, loved it. Uh, again, like Craig said, uh, it, it was the only story that actually ta took us inside of the tripods. We were the, uh, you know, uh, as you're in the perspective of the invading army, so you are part of the invading army that's taking over this other planet, and so it created this this sense uh, of uh, bonding with these uh, the, these people who are are the invading army but are there under orders and are actually afraid to carry out their orders, don't actually want to, to complete their mission, but are kind of forced to. And I also love the fact that after all that, after, you know, we, we discover that it's the Earth that's invading, and after all that, that they hadn't learned their lesson, they just went to uh, invade an entirely new, new solar system. Only with various filters. Yeah, let's see if figured out the various filters on this next one. Um, yeah, and I, 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 I think I would reiterate the same concept. I loved how uh, you know we, the, we heard a lot of different things, a lot of different interpretations. This was a good example of just kind of turning the whole concept on its head and trying something kind of different. And um, you know, you, they made certain choices that you know you, you weren't there in the thick of things, which actually is a kind of a different, fun, different way to experience it. From uh, instead of the, at the, the seat of the thing being crushed by the big tripod, you're far away in the distant spacecraft. Uh, so let's move on to our number two piece. This is uh, Herbert West versus the Martians by our Heartlife NFP. It's an Our Fair City show. Uh, this was the second prize winner of Isotope Iris. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by the company you depend upon for all of your greatest needs, Heartlife. These stories are true dramatizations from our fair city's glorious history. So listen. 
and remember. Heart Life, all the life you'll ever need. A relentless, unforgiving wind cuts across the frozen, lifeless plains. Once, long ago, the city of Old Hartford stood here. Now, though, there is only snow and cold and death. Out of this wasteland triumphantly rises that last remnant of civilization, the Heartlife Tower. While most of those who call the Heartlife Corporation home live in the extensive network of tunnels deep beneath the earth, the tower itself remains a symbol of hope, a constant as ever-present and unchanging as the hostile landscape that surrounds it. Or as unchanging as the landscape is most of the time. As the steam rises from the impact site of the meteorite, a solitary pair of figures make their way across the otherwise empty tracks of endless snow. In defiance of both nature and corporate policy, that rogue scientist, that reanimator extraordinaire, that unnatural disaster of science, Dr. Herbert West, makes his way to the edge of the crater alongside his hapless assistant, Andrew Snidge, what sinister purpose brings them here? What unearthly horror do they plan to unleash? What insidious plot have they prepared? One, two, three. Welcome back! It's a jolly good entity for it's a jolly good entity for it's a jolly good entity which no earthly power can defy. You can put the sign away, Andrew. This is not the color out of space. What is it? I have no idea. Isn't that marvelous? I do so love a mystery. Now, let's see. Smooth, cylindrical design, approximately 30 meters in length. Unknown metallic alloy. Uh, Dr. West, there's something in there. Naturally, Andrew. Do you think 30-meter hollowed-out perfect cylinders of unknown composition occur in nature? No. Of course they do. Somewhere, in theory. But this certainly isn't one of them. How do you know? Because the lid has slowly been screwing off while we've been talking. It's opening? Oh, this is exciting. I wonder what's inside. Humanoid life forms? Insectoid life forms? <gasps> Space-bearing protozoa? Oh, the possibilities are endless. Uh, a tripod device. Oh, how splendid. I haven't seen a tripod device in years. Bravo. Really well done. Yes, hello. Just admiring the design of your transport. Very chic. Uh, Dr. West? Oh, but look at me. Gosh, allow me to introduce myself. Dr. West, I don't like the look of that glow. I am Dr. Herbert West. But please, call me... Look out! Run! Look at us, running away from a tripod, being fired on by a heat ray. Dreams really do come true. Heat ray? Don't you mean... No, actually, you see, a heat ray and a laser differ in that... Oh, you know, perhaps another time. For now, why don't we make for that dead disposal field? Right. Zigzag pattern. Zigzag pattern. Is it following us? No. It appears to have been distracted by the tower. 
Attention outside. Thank you for your interest in the Heartlife Corporation. We regret to inform you that we are not accepting new policies at this time. If you would like to leave a resume, we will keep it on file for up to 60 days. If you have any further inquiries, please wait at a representative from the Department of M-U-R-D-E-R. We'll be with you shortly. Thank you and have a And now it's attacking the tower. What? It can't do that! The 18th and 23rd floors would disagree with you. And the 30th. And the 17th. We have to do something! Andrew, I never took you for a company man. I... well, I, I'm not! It's just... it's the tower, you know? The tower. Ah, the indelible power of symbols. Still, sentimentality is no reason to get involved. <gasps> oh, look! It's emitting a black smoke nerve gas into the broken windows. Ah, what will they think of next? You know, <laughs> if we took down the tripod, you'd probably get a better look at that heat ray. Hmm. Now there is a cogent scientific reason to meddle. Well done, Andrew. All right, what's the plan? Well, we are in a field of dead bodies. What? No, remember what happened last time? Of course I do, Andrew. Honestly, people assume I never learn from my mistakes. Formula 761 will grant me far more control over the undead than did 760. Well, I guess it couldn't hurt to reanimate one or two dead bodies. Yes, one or two or all of them. All of them? But there are hundreds! Thousands! How? By using this handy aerosol dispersal system. Gas masks on! Uh, I don't have a gas mask. Well, try not to breathe then. Here we go. <clears throat> Dr. West, I breathed in the gas. Huh. Well, I wouldn't worry. I doubt there will be any lasting side effects until you die. What? Dr. West, are you sure about this? Perfectly confident. Watch. Everyone, put your left hand in. Now take your left hand out. Now put your left hand in and... Dr. West! Right. Enough fun. <clears throat> Wait, was that bullhorn? Hello, extraterrestrial invaders! <laughs> yes, <laughs> over here. Hello, my name is Dr. Herbert West. Please call me Herbert. <laughs> What was that? It's pangalactic space mollusk reformed. I'm conversational. May I ask, with whom am I speaking? What did it say? Susan. Its name is Susan? Well, its proper name is impronounceable without a slime bladder. Then why did you say Susan? Would you rather negotiate with an unnameable tentacled horror from beyond the stars or Susan? My assistant and I could not help but notice you are attacking the Heartlife Tower. Is there anything we can do for you? You want blood? Is that all? Well, there's no need to go around causing property damage. I'm sure that we can come up. You want all the blood. Would you possibly be willing to settle for some of the blood? No, I thought not. 
Honestly, you're as bad as Vlad. One moment while I confer with my undead horde. Off you go, then. Attack. Good. That should buy us some time. Now, for one last device. If I can just remember how to fit this back together... What's the tripod doing, Andrew? It's using that black smoke. <laughs> Which naturally won't work on the undead. Now, I believe this goes here. I think they figured that out. No matter. I'm ready. What is that? It's called a rocket launcher. How does it work? Vastly. Oh, bugger all. Look out! Did we do anything? I might have dinged the sides a bit. <laughs> Look on the bright side, Andrew. We're about to be incinerated. How's that a bright side? Well, you don't have to worry about joining the ranks of the ravenous Woken Dead. Hmm. Curious. Are we dead yet? Uh, no. In fact, something appears to be wrong with the tripod. It's teetering. Is it dead? It would appear so. Let's see. There we are. Shall we? <gasps> Alien life forms. Indeed, and all deceased. Did we get him? No. It was the cold. Ah, after all man's defenses failed, it was the humble virus, the common cold that did them in. What? No, 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 no. Even a three-tentacled space squid can find the way around a hermetic seal. No, they were killed by the cold. The temperature. They froze to death. They seem to have been under the impression that our climate was going to be quite warm. Ah, no wonder. Their last global temperature scan was over 400 years ago. It really pays off to update those climatological projections. Especially when one is covered in an external mucus layer that freezes so easily. Oh, Christmas! This one's still alive. Should we kill it? Andrew, what did I tell you? Never let vengeance, justice, ethics, or common decency stand in the way of scientific discovery. You left out torch-wielding mobs and dental appointments, but you got the gist. Now, hand me my instruments. Oh, no, no. These are my dissection tools. This creature is still alive. I need my vivisection tools. Right. Uh, here you go. Now, now. Monster is such an ugly word. Please, call me Herbert. And so, just as quickly as it began, the attack on the city comes to a fitting end. Not even the most intelligent and advanced of outsiders can survive for long on the desolate surface. But where these creatures fail, part life succeeds. Its tower, though damaged, still stands. Within the warm confines of the city, the company endures. For no force from far-off stars can possibly compare to our fair city.
Herbert West and <laughs> beat the Martians in this one. What do you think, Greg? Lovely. I mean, funny, totally integrated into the Arpair City world. Uh, great humor. Well, I love the show, too. I mean, it's just... Yeah. Uh, and just a nice, deadpan, straight... They came, they invaded, they lost. <laughs> Didn't make it out so well, yeah. Uh, I, I'm always impressed with uh, our Fair City's crew and, and what they come up with, and they really did pull Herbert West versus uh, and the Martians into that Our Fair City world without giving up the, the War of the Worlds ideas or the ideas of Our Fair City. They really combined them in the... The, the best way possible. Yeah, there were several uh, submissions that were, uh, you know, moving the War of the Worlds concept into a story universe and, and several that did different things. I felt this was the most successful, uh, and but there are other, other you know, plenty of worthy efforts uh, among the uh, other entries that were received, but I thought this was, and of course, just the, the in general, they're, they're so polished and, and uh, the sound design was really nice and some of the different you know, uh, monster sound effects were really good, and and, and the very various sort of stuff happening off mic with the the uh, tripod was great. So I en enjoyed all that, and enjoyed you know that they they kind of were good sports about how do we take this contest, and we kind of want to further our our fair city show, but what you know how do we do that? And they, I thought they did a good job as well on that. Um, and uh, yeah, so. The final entry uh, is going to grip you and throttle you and, 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 and leave you <laughs> breathless for more. Um, this is from the Wireless Theater Company. Uh, very proud to announce that the winner of our contest is Dead London. And let's just get right into this crazy one. <laughs> Testing, testing. One, two, three. Is it working now? Looks like it. How much further? <laughs> we're almost there. Should be coming up somewhere on the left. You know, we're damn lucky it made landfall out here. Another mile south, it would have hit Woking. You ever been to Woking? Once, when my brother got in trouble with the DWP. I think Ogilvy's right about this. Well, if he is, then there's more coming. But the chances are they'll end up splashing down in the ocean. The one that hit Chelyabinsk is at the bottom of some Russian lake, and the LA one, well, the Yanks are being cagey about that, but this one's all ours, Georgie. Our very own Apollo-class meteorite. Come in, guys. It's Jeff. Over. Hi, mate. How's our baby? Over? It's not a meteorite. Over. Say again? It's probably easier if you just see for yourselves. I'd rather not say too much over the... Oh, give it to you. Tell us, Jeff. Okay, well, you know that thing we used to talk about happening? We agreed it probably never happened because the chances were a million to one. I think it's finally happened. Look, I've got to go and look after our stake in this. Over and out. Oh, still recording. Hi, we're part of the team from Neil University. I'm Dr. Tom Kane, and this is Dr. Georgina Wells. Constable Tolland, you expected. Oh, 
by the way, from here on in, this is a military show, but if you need me, just yell. Come in, please. The new team have arrived. Vehicle registration 17 Hotel Golf. Thanks, officer. Much trouble with the public? Nah, not yet. We treat it like a chemical spill. Once it starts trending on Twitter, then we'll worry. Well, I hate to break it to you, but it's got its own hashtag already. Oh, great. Better tell the Sarge. Excuse me. Guys! Oh, hi, Jeff. This is Captain Glover. Good morning. 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 You're not going to believe it down there. Captain's in charge. He's been good enough to let us get on with our job, provided his lads can get on with theirs. Thank you. Not at all. This is definitely your show. Just pull me up with kit. I'll show you down the sandpit. Oh my god. It came in at a damn low angle. Brought down that line of trees and ripped down those pylons with it. Wow. Careful. We've just got the fires around it under control. Hogovy's going to be pissing bloody, isn't here to see this. Can we go all the way down? You can do whatever you think necessary. She's all yours. This is just extraordinary. The object appears to be almost entirely buried in the sand. The uncovered part appears to be cylindrical. It has a diameter of approximately... Four metres. Four metres. No way of telling how long it is. You hear that? I think it's the surface calling. No, that's too regular. Captain, there's civilians over there. But they're all over the place. Sorry to bother you. Some people from the British Experimental Rocket Group have arrived and want permission to join you. Don't tell me it's one of theirs. No, not a chance. After you, Dr. Wells. I'd rather they didn't, Captain. Not today, thank you. No civilians. You're rather insistent, Captain. Are we back to eat it first. Dr. Wells, excuse me. Let me go and take care of this. An officer, there are people all over the place. I want them gone, and I want them gone now. Thanks. If you need anything, doctor, just let me know. I want to get in closer. Are you sure? It still feels pretty hot to me, and it's still smoking. The only guys have got respirators. I'll use one of those. Oh, be careful. Don't worry. Dr. Kane is now approaching the cylinder. What well, can you see? Uh, underneath the charred surface there seems to be another layer. Reddish in colour, it's hot. He's now approximately six metres from the cylinder. That sound! I can hear it a little more clearly around the left side. Careful, mate. Dr. Quinlan and I are now moving to see Dr. Kane more clearly as he edges around the... The surface, it's moving! What? It's bloody right, look! Jesus! There's something alive down there. Jesus! There's something alive down there. Jesus! There's something alive down there. <sighs> Who's there? It's okay. I'm human. See? Bloody hell. Sorry. It's hard to see down here. You got a lamp, a torch, matches, anything like that? Afraid not. And there's no power anywhere. 
How badly are you hurt? Oh, it's, it's nothing. Maybe not, but we need to clean those scratches. No, I'm fine. Are you a doctor? Actually, yes. Well, astrophysics. <laughs> Look, I know a little first aid. The water's off too, but I found some vodka. That'll have to do. You should have saved it for a special occasion. Ow! Oh. What's it like out there? Tripods on the ground, those things in the air. I think the flying ones are drones flown by remote control. And they have some kind of thick black gas, almost a liquid. They wiped out a lot of the resistance that way. And now the red weed's everywhere. It must have come down with them in their vehicle. It grows so fast, you can see it moving. It strangles around everything, trees, buildings. Everything. Here we go again. Day in, day out. Shock and awe. Exactly. So, Doc, what's your story? Everyone keep back! The, um, the lid of the cylinder's come away and we can see part way inside and then... Oh, God. There's a life form. A large, greyish... It, it, it's as big as a bear! Jeff, get back, Tom! Help him! It has exited the cylinder and fallen into the pit. We only caught a glimpse. It seems somewhere between a, a slug and a squid. It has several tentacle-like appendages and two large, dark eyes. He looks right at me! Christ, what a face! The organism has a V-shaped mouth, but nothing I could identify as a nose. Skin like, like, like wet leather. It, it seemed to have difficulty breathing in our atmosphere. It, it, impossible to know how many more there might be inside. Now, come on, let's get back! Wait, there's something happening! I think you better do as Dr. Wells suggests. We've got to let them know we're intelligent! A humped shape is rising out of the pit. It's mechanical, not organic. It, it looks like some kind of scanning device. Oh. Hello. Hello there. Don't be afraid. It's okay. Yes! Everyone, fall back! Everyone! Don't die! Invaders from Mars. No one would have believed it, would they? Is there a plan then? Well, you sound pretty official. <laughs> no one ever planned for anything like this. That's what I thought. Right, I can't recharge it, so I've done my best to string out the battery life. I don't believe it. What? The power lines are all destroyed. No TV, no radio, but there's a Wi-Fi network. They must have thrown them all open while they could. Christ. They nuked New Jersey. Well, what about here? Right, uh, a new domestic plan is underway with surviving British forces and volunteers. Martian handling machines appear to be important to their infrastructure. Handling machines? The ones that take you. The ones that suck your blood. We have now ordered our troops to be captured by these machines and, uh, and, and bomb them from the inside of their vehicles. But those machines are full of people. Men, women, children, packed in and hooked up like cattle, and they're just 
blowing them to pieces. Well, who knows? If it works, it might buy us some time. So you think this is okay? No, I don't. But what else can they do? At times like this, you've... You've got to abandon certain values. Bollocks! Values you abandon are values you never had. I say we hide, take to the sewers, build a new world where they can't get at us. Okay, but there might be something else we can do. There might be something in my tape, something I've missed. A way of beating them? Maybe. Look, you need some sleep. There's bugger all battery left on the laptop, so power it down for me and get some rest. I'll keep working over here. Okay? All right. Jesus! There's something alive down there. Could be another layer. Reddish in colour, it's hot. Mm. Well, oh, get off me! Listen. It's one of the ones that take you. Dan. Dan, I'm going to boot the laptop. Try and get help. You can't. It's full of people. You're as good as dead already. I won't let you. What yet? I won't let you help those maniacs. Turn it off. Turn it off! Shut up. There's no light down here. Just get in a corner or something. That what you do. Don't just stand there. Do you really mean it? About finding another way? What are you doing? If I don't do this, they'll take us both. Promise me. You'll keep looking. My name is Georgina Wells. It's the end now. I have no food or water. The machines pass frequently. Next time I hear them, I'm gonna run. With any luck, they'll use the heat ray. I'm too scared and stupid to survive. And most of all, I, uh, I don't think I'm the person I hoped I would be. I don't think any of us were. This is it. My last entry. The earth belongs to the Martians now. What the hell? Are you okay? I don't know. What's happening? 
Martians. They're all sick. The black smoke's turned to powder and the red weed's dying. I don't understand it. It's over. Listen. <laughs> it's wonderful. Oh, God, it's wonderful. In all the bodies of the Martians that have been examined, no bacteria except those already known as terrestrial species have been found. They did not bury any of their dead, and the reckless slaughter they perpetrated point to an entire ignorance of the putrefaction process. But as probable as this seems, it is by no means a proven conclusion. Dead London. <laughs> not looking so good uh, at the end of that one, huh? Well, you, you just said it. It grabs you by the throat and never lets go. They managed to squeeze the essence of the story in the 15 minutes, which I s was going to swear at the beginning you couldn't do, uh, but they did it. Totally modern storytelling methods, totally modern setting, um, yet all the right touches to everything, too. I mean, it's a, the story blows you away. They really managed to uh, uh, parallel the, the, the Grover's Corner story by... by uh, showing what was going on in London at the same time and also as a sound designer I found that their sound was extremely pristine mm -hmm. and you know uh, it, it was very worthy of the first price award when I heard it there was no doubt in my it mind just that they were the stand away yeah they really yeah. stood apart from everybody else yeah yeah, and I must admit, as I'm a sucker for field-recorded productions, I'm pretty sure this was all done on, on various locations in London, which, you know, we can go on to debates as, as to what's the, what's the best way to record each individual production. Whatever but, but works. Yeah, for, for a show like this where it's so in your throat, so, uh, you know, t terrifying, that kind of very real... Uh, urgency sense of, of the field recording, I think, served it quite well. I, I love the the moment where the guy gets you know yanked off and is screaming off mic. That was a nice moment yeah. for me. Again, they, I mean, I went back and reread the book as prep right before I judged this stuff, and just the way they captured the essence of the story, but updated it. I mean, this is not that story. This is if he was to write it today, the way he'd write it today. Um, so, and all in fifteen minutes. I mean, that, that just yeah. bring that back again. Yeah. It's, that that was so incredible with this one, and in two different two different locations and time frames yeah. that were very very clearly isolated from one another. You knew when you were transitioning yeah. from yeah. one sense of time and space to another. So, as as Matt said, the this was clearly the winner. Yeah. Um, I heard this one. Listen, happened to me. I listened to this one first because I think it sorted first alphabetically. Yeah. But when I finished, it was like they're all going to be this good. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> or, or is this the worst one? And this and the bar is that much higher? But. Yeah. After I listened to all the other ones, it was still clear. Yeah. I mean, I went back and re-listened to several, but this was the definite winner. Yeah, awesome. Well, this was a, I felt this was a very successful first-time effort. Um, huge thanks to you, Craig, for coming up with the idea. Uh, Matthew for running with it and getting the folks from Isotope on board. Thank thanks you to, to Isotope for getting on board. Yeah, and thank, thank you. Yeah, and thank you to uh, all of our uh, uh, the producers who submitted work. Of course, the the winners: uh, Ron Newton, our Fair City folks, um, the Wireless Theater Company, and then uh, many others. Uh, we will be putting links to this at radiodramarevival.com. The contest website will still be up for a little while, you think, Matthew? Waroftheworld75.com? Oh, yeah, it'll be up. Uh, I'll 
leave it up until the uh, the renewal runs out. So. Cool. Well, good. And we'll have MB3 links there. And uh, thanks again for listening. I hope you go and enjoy some of these War of the Worlds shots. Um, we all kind of thought, you know, we we're w wondering what is there left to be said about War of the Worlds? And and there's still there's still great news stories. I thought this is a good example of it all. New stories, yep. definitely. That's a good story. It was worth retelling in a different way. <laughs> yeah, and in generation. So uh, th thanks again. And this is Radio Drama signing out.